0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Bandwagon.
1: And now your hosts, Nolan and
0: Brady. Welcome into today's show. Show everybody, uh, we got a we got a uh, another jam packed show, and it's we're you know we're really gonna be going over some running back rankings, tight end rankings. Uh, we may give y'all maybe twenty twenty wide receiver. I mean, sorry, twenty running, running backs.
1: backs and twelve wide receivers. Hey, Braden, what is the name of our show that they're listening to? The Fantasy Football
0: Bandwagon. Bandwagon, jump on! Alright, so guys, um don't forget to go follow at FF bandwagon, all platforms. Um, like, comment, subscribe.
1: You know the deal yo here. Yeah, we watch a lot of YouTube here. I'm Nolan, that's Braden, by the way. That's his that's his first intro in a while. He's he's trying to get it, but this is a little rusty. this is episode eleven of the fantasy football bandwagon podcast. Yeah, he said we're gonna kinda go over some rankings today. We're about a week out. Uh week and a half out maybe from fantasy football starting or football. start. I don't know why I keep saying fantasy football is starting. In yeah. Like two weeks and we need, Hey, you guys need rankings, right? You need rankings
0: for your draft. Well, guess what? I'm putting the deadline. I'm putting the deadline at Friday. We're going to have those rankings out to you accessible on our page, on our Instagram page, go to our link tree and you'll see Bray's rankings. You'll see Nolan's rankings. You yep. can choose whoever you want. Um, but ultimately, our rankings will be there. We
1: know you need them. Go download them and go s- start your championship run. Yeah, you know when you go to a in-person draft, you gotta bring your own sheet, or you don't want to use the same sheet everybody else uses to mark off names. Everybody prints out a Yahoo sheet. I always find the crappiest sheet to give to my friends and like, oh, these rankings are terrible. They can draft off that all day. Bring your bring yeah, your but own you rankings. take it to them and you're oh, yeah. like, hey, these are the best yeah, rankings. The, that, yeah, I, yeah. Here, use these NFL.com rankings. Yeah, they're yeah dude, they're the, they're the greatest. So. Uh, bring one of our sheets if you, you know if you like our rankings, or make your own sheet, copy and paste ours, make your own. That's cool too. But uh, we got them up there for you, top 200, uh, and then we have positional breakdowns, also some kind of tier list there. So we'll get on to that. That'll be look out for that, people. It's coming.
0: Look out for it. It's coming. All right. Um, let's go over some news and notes here.
1: Um, we got Kenyon Drake in a walking boot what do you think about that yeah so there's been uh, a couple notable guys not necessarily hurt hurt but they've been kind of setting out and taking uh you know precautions d hop has also been kind of out with a hamstring for a little bit but yeah Kenyon drake in a walking boot he said on twitter that he's fine it's nothing to worry about it's just kind of uh, kind of getting ahead of you know, making sure his foot stays okay or whatever. He said he said last year he was in a walking boot last year as well at this time.
0: Yeah, I think Kingsbury came out and said he's fine. It's just precautionary too. Yeah, well, um, yeah
1: Kenyon Drake on Twitter came out himself and said yeah, yeah it's just precautionary.
0: It, I just like I'm like, it's a walking boot, bro. Yeah. Like I, that's kind of concerning. Like it really is. You know, I I get that he was in the same situation last year, but. Uh, it's a walking boot at the end of the day. So. Yeah. There's been – it's just – There is a little
1: concern. I moved him back two spots in my rankings. Oh, really? Because so. of walking boot, huh? Well, there's, like I said, D-Hop. Even Joe Mixon's set out of practice a couple times with some headaches or, and some stuff like that. There's been a couple other notable guys that just – it's practice. They don't want to overwork their bodies at this time. Like I said, we're only two weeks out. They're not trying to get hurt. They're trying to, you know, I'm gonna play. If it bugs me a little bit, I'm gonna sit out and let it heal for a minute and just let it sit out. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, was held out of a scrimmage for. I think he got two carries in the scrimmage and got held out. And Adam Gase said we were watching his hamstring. And then Le'Veon came back on Twitter and was like, "Hell no, my hamstring's fine."
0: That's cause it's cause Gase hates Le'Veon.
1: Yeah, Adam he- Gase does not like Le'Veon Bell. Just like is, he hated Kenyon Drake, which is crazy. Adam Gase actually traded, the Jets just traded today for Kalen Balaj, who was going to be released from the Dolphins because Gase used to be the Dolphins head coach with Kalen Bellage So I feel like Gase is trying everything he can to not play Le'Veon Bell. So I actually moved Le'Veon down a little bit just because that gave me the reassurance to know that Adam Gase does not like Le'Veon. He would rather play Frank Gore and Kalen Balaj. And just find any reason not to play Levan. Yeah, so but at the we'll, same we'll talk time, about that.
0: I mean, how much? How much was um, Balaz actually used in in Miami? You know what I'm saying? So uh, it may be more I mean, of a. If you're they don't to trade trust for
1: somebody that's going to get dropped. They
0: and they had viable backups. I I get it, but I just don't. Balaz, I don't think Balaz is going to see much. Yeah, n- not that, and
1: I'm not saying that because I think Balaz is is good. I'm just saying that because it's, it's just Gace. reassurance that Gase is trying everything can not to honestly anything can happen with the gaze. so i get it. I I did move levy on down a little bit but we'll get into it and kind of go over like we said um kind of our we're gonna do running backs and tight ends today kind of go over the top guys at positions for each of our rankings
0: nolan nolan scared me earlier guys all right he sent he sends me a text this man sends me a text about joe mixon right and it says hey joe mixon just just got hurt and i'm like like my heart stops because Joe Joe's my boy, all right. Mixon's my boy this year. So my heart stops and I'm like, No, die, huh? No way, dude. And uh,
1: so I click on it and it's it's a it's a prank. So Hey man, Hooters, Hooters <laughs> likes to send me emails, okay? And they had this little hey, prank your fantasy football friend and we'll you know, put a name in here and we'll send him a little story saying that he got hurt. Yep. And but I was like, Oh, okay, I'm gonna do that to Braden. First but, person I thought of.
0: All joking aside with Joe Mixon, he did he did not practice today because he had a migraine. So, um, I I mean, I don't know how concerning that actually is.
1: I mean, do you look into that at all? I mean, not really. Like I said, some of these guys are just taking precautionary measures. Like, D-Hop's set out a few practices with hamstring, but I mean, he's gonna be good to go week one. He's gonna play even if it bugs in week one. He's playing through it. You don't play through it in practice because it's practice. Yeah, you don't, I, I you feel don't like, try to play through stuff there.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I agree. I feel like Joe Mixon, you're gonna be fine with with his his durability, um, and he's gonna want to play. So even if he gets hurt a little bit, he's gonna he's gonna play through it. So
1: oh, one one guy we do have to get to before uh, we get into the rankings is actually a significant injury to a starting running back. David Montgomery, starting yeah, you big know, news. Number one running back for the Bears, uh, hurt his groin yesterday, and which sounds funny. It's always funny to say like, oh, you hurt your groin. What the your groin, dude? There's only a few things there. Um, but he he actually went down. He walked off. They said he got carted off, but he didn't. He walked off on his own power. But um, it's oh, he, he got didn't... carted off. No, I, I was, yeah, he, there, he there walked go, yeah. he walked off the field in his own power and then got carted to uh, the building. Well, I mean, why make him walk if he doesn't have to? Well, you know what? Because. He's a starting running back. Yeah. Well, he he went down, he's actually, they've actually said he's out 2 to 4 weeks, which he could be ready to go week 1, you know, 2 weeks away, but it's that one is something to watch. That one concerns me a little bit. And, I think and he might miss a couple weeks. He could, he could. He could be ready to go. I mean, I how does anybody really know what a groin injury is? Like how does it does it feel okay so later like are, stretching your leg? Are you still
0: know. willing to draft what was he going in the 4th? Are you still willing to draft him in the 4th or uh, are you like hey, I'm a little more hesitant. I'm I'm going to miss a couple weeks potentially and so
1: I'm he's going in you yeah, know I mean, more in the 5th 5th um, range. Yeah, I I wouldn't say it drops him a lot. I would say it drops him a little bit. Maybe you can get him a little bit cheaper. Like Dave Montgomery is one of those people that I'm not necessarily shooting for, but I think he's a good value where he was going anyways. Yeah. Um, kind of mid fourth round is kind of where it says he's at right now, which could take account into the injury, but I, I expect him to drop a little bit, maybe in the fifth round. I, I think that's, I think that's still good value for David Montgomery. You just won't have him for maybe the first week or two. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, if he, if he drops significantly in a draft, it can happen in any
0: draft with any player. So just so you guys know, um, if he drops any any you know like exponentially yes you're you're going to want to jump on it because he may, might miss two weeks so
1: yeah and i didn't really move him down in my ranking maybe i will a, maybe a spot kind of looking at it maybe a spot or two but uh, i have him as a running back too when he's playing i have him before before this injury i have him at running back 24 so i have him as you know a good rb2 Which to is, start that's pretty low compared to from what I've seen yeah. with other people's rankings. I have him around the same area, too. So I think he's right around there. I think uh, you know when he's healthy, maybe he misses the first few weeks. Maybe you get him a half around later. I'm still okay with that value there for Dave Montgomery. But it is something to watch. He could be ready week one. He could miss a few weeks. Brady, All right. Let's, let's... AJ Green is back. Yeah, he uh, practiced some pads today is what I heard. Why do I like so many Bengals? I don't know. Braden's a certified Bengals fan now. Joe uh, Burrow. I just think
0: uh, I don't know, man. I just think that those two options are gonna. They might. They might. Might just win people some Braden leagues. Braden just thinks the worst year. team in the
1: league last year is gonna be the best team in the league this year. But
0: they drafted. They drafted smoking. What's his name?
1: Smoking Joe.
0: Smokin' Joe.
1: Smoking Joe. It's they got.
0: Smokin they got Joe Mixon and Joe,
1: Burrow and all the Joes, and Aaron Jones Green. I don't know if that's actually his name. Aaron Joe. I have no
0: idea who you're talking AJ. about. AJ. Oh, that's Aaron not Joe his Green. name. No, I don't think that's you don't his know name.
1: know that. Um, yeah, so it, it's a couple weeks out, just something to watch on injuries. Don't freak out unless something big where they actually tell you he's going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, just kind of take it all with a grain of salt, and it's just people trying to stay healthy for so, the
0: season. So not an injury, but there has been some C.D. Lamb hype lately. Are you uh, – are you being affected by that at all?
1: Uh, not really because uh, he's on a good offense. Yes, he's probably on one of the better offenses for the rookies. I have him above, like, uh, what's the guy in Denver? Jerry Judy. Cowboys offense is gonna be better than the Broncos offense, but C.D. Lamb is going. He's like the number one rookie off the, the number one rookie wide receiver uh, in most drafts, just because of name value. And the offense, so I'm probably not owning C.D. Lamb very much at all.
0: Yeah, so. I, I, mean, I have, I don't even know where his ADP is going. It's got to be ten or later, right? Um, uh, I think he's go- he's going the. F- let me see, I'll find it. But okay, yeah. While well, you find it, either way. So, it's kind of affected me a little bit just because Randall Cobb almost had a thousand yards last year, dude. That's that's pretty significant. And I mean, if C.D. Lamb can get. O- to a thousand, like their goal is to all three receivers yeah, hit a thousand, I, I right? So, could do it. so if CD hits a thousand and he gets even five touchdowns, that's gonna put him as a top thirty wide receiver. Yeah, he's so, going at
1: the end of the eighth, uh, kind of on the turn eight nine. He's going around Marvin Jones, uh, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders. I actually probably like him over all those guys at that yeah, point. I
0: I don't. I think I like I like Debo over him, and I like who's the other guy. I like Marvin Jones. I
1: probably like Marvin Jones over him, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think either one of those guys gives you as much upside as CD though. Uh, They're a little more... Marvin Jones is consistent. Debo Debo still might miss a few weeks to start the season. See, and I... Yeah, but when Debo comes back, he's the unquestioned number one wide receiver. I I get he's the number two target, but... That doesn't necessarily mean he hits 1,000 yards. I mean, it's a a run-heavy team there.
0: Yeah, but... They're gonna throw for over three thousand yards. Who are those yards going to? Um, I I don't have I don't have um, old old good looking stats up, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know what he threw for last year, but they're gonna throw for. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they throw for thirty five hundred, four
1: thousand yards. You know. We'll see. Let me let me tell you, he threw for. Thirty nine hundred yards last year. Yeah,
0: so that's got to go somewhere. Yeah, And, you're right. and George Kittle's not getting all of it. So
1: yeah, but Dak threw for almost five thousand yards. Dude, last year.
0: I know. That's why I said I'm jumping on the CD hype, but so. he doesn't compare to a number one wide receiver. Is my point.
1: Okay, well, let's get into some uh, some running back rankings. Kind of go through. I, I'm gonna just kind of give you my top ten first, and then Braden will give you his top ten, and then we'll kind of discuss. Yeah, I'm I'm and I'm going
0: to I'm going to stop you where I think if if there's any surprises in here,
1: I'm going to stop you. Okay? I got CMC at 1. That should be just about everybody's number 1. The most the most likely person to have a 1,000 1,000 season. The really the the most likely person to rush for 1,000 yards and, and receive for 1,000 yards like he did last year. Um, I have Zeke at 2. I have Saquon at 3. Kamara at 4. Josh Jacobs, and then Kenyon Drake, 5 and 6. And then I have Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry, Todd Gurley, and Joe Mixon. That's my 10. I moved Le'Veon out of the 10. I have Clive Edwards-Solaire at 12. Tell Um, me what you think, Braden. I got CMC. I got Zeke over Barkley because I think Zeke is more consistent. He's been the most consistent guy over the last few years. I have Kamara and Barkley are both guys. Saquon has the second highest chance of being a 1000 A yard rusher a thousand yard receiver Um, Kamara is right up there as big pass catcher these are PPR rankings by the way Kamara's a big pass catcher I don't think he's going to hit a thousand a thousand but he's probably third in line to hit that I have Josh Jacobs next Uh, I moved Derrick Henry down he finished fifth last year uh, led the league in rushing yards and the second most touchdowns and still only finished fifth last year because he's not a pass catcher Josh Jacobs isn't wasn't a big pass catcher either but i think he gets a little more work in that this year yeah that's
0: one thing that kind of surprises me um two things real quick that you have i get that zeke is a little more reliable but saquon can absolutely finish as a number one you know yeah I, i think i think the consensus probably has saquon at number two but that's i mean that's neither here nor there and then josh jacobs at six um I, I Josh, just feel like Josh I, Jacobs at five you think he's going to get a lot of the pass catching work I, they, uh, they, they uh, just brought in somebody else
1: yeah I mean maybe not necessarily whoa, like, get a lot of it but he definitely gets more than he did last year and he's he's the guy there he's the workhorse back on that team on a team that likes to run and pass the ball um, I do think he, he catches more passes I'm more comfortable with Josh Jacobs than I am Dalvin Cook who I don't know that can stay he, he made it through the season last year I don't know if he does that again yeah And and he lost his offensive coordinator. Dalvin Cook did, so he's gone.
0: I see you're still, yeah, you're still fairly high on Kenyon Drake.
1: Yeah, um, I I I like him. Maybe him and Dalvin Cook can switch a little bit. Uh, I just the Cardinals' offense, they're a passing offense, and I expect Kenyon Drake to get a lot of receptions. He's gonna see the ball in the air a lot. He's going to get the ground on the ball. Or the ball the on, ground the, on the he's gonna ball. He's going to get the ball Hell on the ground, yeah. and when he does, uh, you know, it's a passing team. Maybe he, we saw what he could do with it last year on the ground. I just think he gets a lot more passing work. Dalvin Cook got a lot last year, but I think Drake just kind of beats that. And, okay. And I, I think he's maybe a little more sturdy than Dalvin Cook. I'm not really sure.
0: Um, let's see here. Derek Henry, you know, I, I know a lot of people have him a little higher. They have him closer to the six range. I'm kind of with you on that train. Yeah, I have him at 8. I feel like, you know, we're... Uh, th- these are all rankings, PPR rankings, by the way. Uh, we probably should have mentioned that, but they're PPR rankings. It's standard In a standard league, I'm taking Derrick Henry probably 5 or 6.
1: Yeah, um, yeah Derrick Henry is solid. He's going to be solid for you, but like I like I mentioned, he finished only 5th last year and led, led the league in yards and was 2nd in touchdowns, and he still couldn't get above 5. So... I mean, he's gonna be solid for you. Yeah, I mean, if if you're picking eighth and everybody else took like, running backs in front of you, you're fine taking Derrick Henry there. He's not gonna lose you the game, or he's not gonna lose you the league.
0: Yeah, he he's he's a beast. Um, or he can, he can be, you know, in especially in standards. So I'm not saying don't draft Derrick Henry, but I and then I have I have Todd Gurley and Joe Mixon rounding out my top ten. See, and I think I think that's the biggest surprise rounding out your top ten is Todd Gurley number nine.
1: I just think Todd Gurley, he maybe he didn't have the best year last year. He still scored 14 touchdowns. I know that was for a different team, but uh, maybe he had a good offseason. <laughs> Time to recover a little bit more and get that explosiveness back. He wasn't a bad running back last year. He just wasn't as explosive as like uh, two years ago when he was leading the league in everything. So he's on a big passing team now. The Falcons, that's what they do is pass the ball. He's going to catch a lot of passes and maybe he scores 14 touchdowns again. Yeah, no. I'm I, I, I I'm confident in Gurley. He wasn't bad last year, so I don't know why people are dogging on him. He's, I feel like he went to a better team. Maybe he doesn't have to run as much through the tackles and doesn't get banged up as much. So, I, I
0: like his pass-catching ability with Atlanta for sure. He he's he offers top five upside to be honest. Yeah, exactly. So I, I believe he does. Um, I mean RB nine is is it's a little high I think for me, but
1: I mean his upside is for sure top five. So. All right, tell me uh, you know, and then I have guys like Nick Chubb, Clyde edwards alaire we'll Austin Eckler, Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Jones. Uh, on my top fifteen right there. All right, so. My top 10 goes a little like
0: this. Christian McCaffrey, number one. Saquon, number two. I, those two are pretty self-explanatory. Zeke, number three, pretty self-explanatory. I got uh, Alvin Kamara, number four. Um, here's the little bit more of a surprise.
1: I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire at number five. Um, yeah, see, I don't even think that's much of a surprise. There's a lot of people have him that that far up. But you're I down just, on him a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to be good. I have him as, I think, 12. But he's a rookie running back coming in with no off season. He's on a great team, but that team doesn't run the ball a lot either. you still got to get some rushes, in my opinion, to, to be able to kind of sustain. Um, why wasn't Damian – who was it? Damian Williams last year was there. Why right. wasn't he a top 12 Okay,
0: Okay. First of all, Damian Williams got hurt. He would miss some games. Second of all, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is probably I, I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. He's better
1: than Damian Williams is. Yeah, he, he is. But I you know, and I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but he has like nobody has been hyped more than him this year, and the hype has gone to extreme levels to where it's like overhype at this point. He's not I, I don't think he finishes as running back five. And that's where people haven't ranked, and that's where people are drafting him at running back five. I hundred percent think he can finish as one. I don't know as a rookie. I think a, he can On a passing team. I think I think it,
0: his his upside is one is running back one. Um, on that explosive offense, he's gonna get plenty of touches. He's going to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. Okay, if you draft him five overall, are you? Kansas City utilizes the running back in the red zone an unbelievable amount. But they also have Travis Kelsey, who's also a red zone target.
1: I I get it. I get it. But, dude, Damian Williams had had so many touchdowns Let me ask you this. If you draft him five overall and you don't get another pick for 10, 12 picks, are you fine with him as your RB1? No, I'm not saying draft him five overall. Well, that, well, I mean, that's why people are though. Are you fine with Clyde edwards lair as your RB one, a rookie running back who hasn't done anything? I'm in fine the with FI? him
0: as is my RB one. But if you're drafting him later in the first round, don't draft him at five. You, that that that's kind of my point here. Just because I have him at five, um, doesn't doesn't mean hey draft this guy at five. It means hey, if you can you want to get the value, we just put out that episode. You want to get the value, so. Um, if, if there's a chance that he comes comes back to you on the turn or something, like play the play the odds, but I think he can finish there for sure. Um, all right, I got Joe mixon at six. So I mentioned at the beginning of the episode I'm a Joe Mixon fan. I, I just think that this offense is gonna be a lot better next year. I mean this year yeah um, with with Joe Burrow coming in and they're gonna have to respect the passing game a little more. Joe Mixon was facing um, a lot of men in the box last year. Yeah. And he was still succeeding at the end of the year. And, you know, the, the more the year went on, the better it got. So I, I expect him to have a, a big year. They're going to utilize him out of the backfield as well. Um, Dalvin Cook at seven. I would have Dalvin Cook at four if he wasn't so injury prone and didn't yeah. have the holdout stuff going on. So. Um, I mean, getting Dalvin Cook I, is not – don't shame yourself because he's he's great if he stays on the field, but there's a lot of questions with that. Um, Aaron Jones, that's probably a, suppl- a surprise to a lot of people. A.J. Dillon is not going to be as involved as everybody thinks.
1: No, yeah, he's not going to be as Aaron Jones. this year.
0: Think about this. Okay, people are like, oh, they're going to stick A.J. Dillon in on the goal line. Why would they do that when Aaron Jones had 16 rushing touchdowns last year? Yeah. That does not make any sense to me. That means he was good in the red zone, right? Yeah. You have
1: have Aaron Jones a little bit higher than I do. I just think they – I think Dylan's going to be involved, not necessarily heavily involved, but they also like uh, Jamal Williams there. And I, I just think it's gonna be more of a committee this year than it was last year. I think I think
0: it will be more of a committee, but I think it will be more of a committee from not taking away necessarily from Aaron Jones, but taking away from um, Jamal Williams. So that that's kinda of how I project it. And Aaron Jones can get more yards than he did last year. Like he can he can improve in the yardage category. So even I I, I get that there's touchdown regression coming. Um but even if there is, he, his yardage totals can go up. I 100% believe that. Um, Derrick Henry at 9. So we both kind of have him pretty low. This is PPR. I, I just think that last year his ceiling in PPR was what he did. Yeah, that, that was his I ceiling. Mean, unless uh, I he agree. rushes for 2,000 yards, which you can't project that. No. Like, that's not something that you project. So yeah. um, unless he just goes off and has a year, uh,
1: he's, he's not going to be I able to keep up. I think that's a good off. way to say it. He finished at his ceiling, which was RB5 last right. year. Unless he somehow just becomes an incredible pass catcher and gets you know five dump-offs a game.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I got Austin Eckler at number 10. Here's the switch. I did have Kenyon Drake at number 10. Um, moved him back to number 12. It, it does concern me a little bit that he's in a walking boot. So I moved Austin Eckler up to 10, kept Josh Jacobs at 11. Um, I I love Austin Eckler. Uh, he's super efficient. He's gonna get additional carries. Um, I mean, really, there's nothing nothing else I can say that they utilize. They're especially they're gonna utilize the the running backs in the red zone this year. I think Austin Eckler gonna get a, could get could get a lot of passing work in the red zone.
1: Yeah, he he might be the safety blanket for some bad quarterback play there.
0: Right, and and they're gonna run the ball. I mean. He he finished well last year, and they threw the ball almost six hundred times. So, um, I I just think that they're going to run the ball a lot more. He could get more opportunities. So that's mm. where that's where my top 10's at.
1: Well, I see you have you have Josh Jacobs then at eleven, then Kenyon Drake at twelve, Miles Sanders, Leonard Fournette, and Le'Veon Bell round out your top fifteen. Yeah, um,
0: I think that out of those guys, I, you know, I I just Josh Jacobs. I feel... I feel like... I've said it before. I feel like he's Derrick Henry Light. I feel like they're not going to involve him as much in the passing game as they should. Because he's great. And, um... That's not necessarily his fault. I'm not saying he can't catch the ball. And I'm not saying I don't like the talent. But what I am saying is I feel like they're not going to utilize him as um, 100% three down back like some of the top eight guys will be. Um... Kenyon Drake, like I said, I moved him back. The walking boot kind of put me off a little bit. I'm not going to lie. So, with that being said, he could also finish as a top five running back. That's yeah. in the realm of possibility. I, I think he's he got, went he's off, got the off the upside. end of last year.
1: So I think he's got the upside to, to kind of – I have him at, I think, whatever it is, six. But, yeah, he's definitely got the upside to finish up there.
0: Yeah. Um. Miles Sanders just – Real quick
1: on him, he's
0: probably going to be in a running back by committee. I don't think he's going to hold that whole thing by himself. So I have him a little lower. I don't feel comfortable taking him early. Leonard Fournette, I think that his his pass catching work goes goes down a little bit, so that's why there's a little decrease for him. And Le'Veon
1: Bell has Adam Gase as a head coach. Exactly. <laughs> Let's jump over to the tight end. A position that uh, really only has about six, seven tight ends worth actually starting. According but according uh, to you, usually there's more uh, tight ends uh, teams than that though. So yeah. I have uh, Travis Kelsey at one, George Kittle at two, Zach Ertz at three, Mark Andrews four, Darren Waller, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, and T.J. Hawkinson. Which uh, I'm probably going to move T.J. down because I believe he also has his ankle injury still bothering him a little bit. I'll probably move Blake Jarwin up uh, instead of T.J. Hawkinson there. Yeah, you um you like Tyler Higby. Tied in six for you. Yeah, he uh, finished it off pretty good last year. Um, they are losing uh, Brandon Cooks there. So there's you know some vacated targets on the team. Granted, they have other wide receivers, but maybe they throw Higby in there. Um, we'll we'll kind of see. I don't know how reliable he's going to be. Like I said, I only like five of these guys that I, I feel 100% comfortable starting on my team. He's <laughs> right out of that where it's like, hey, he's probably better than some of these guys uh, and a little more consistent. So,
0: Yeah, um, Hunter Henry, number number seven for you. What um What goes through your process with that? You know they're going to be throwing less.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think he, you know, he's gonna cover the middle of the field. I think he can also be another safety blanket for a young, um, you know, rookie quarterback that they have there. But he's not, you know, he's not gonna be starting. Who? The uh, Herbert? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he not right away, but eventually Tyrod got kicked out out of three games a couple of years ago. So, but I it was affo- Baker. Yeah, but I fully expect Herbert to start at some point this year. Um, especially when you're on a team and they're they need to win. How, how fast gets, do you think that happens? Uh, f- like four or five games. Really? Yeah. I, when I, when, I, I when think they it, when they go zero and four through the first four games, I think it could be ten. Anthony Lynn's fighting for his job at that point.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it could be could be ten. I, I think that Tyrod Taylor could be serviceable, but either way, I mean Tyrod
1: Taylor is not a great passer by no means. So. And then, uh, you know, all those guys kind of in the middle there, Higby, Henry, Ingram, uh, Hooper, Blake Jarwin, Hawkinson, those are all upside guys. Those those are going to end up as tight end one because somebody's going to get stuck with those guys. The, the first five guys go earlier, those are the guys I like with some upside on them. There's some other guys, you know, Hayden Hurst, Eric Ebron. They have a little bit of upside, but they're also floors really low. God, dude, you're so fun. disrespectful, man. To who?
0: To my boy Noah Fant. My boy Jonu. Oh yeah, I got him way down at disrespectful twenty. Disrespectful at twenty. What is happening right now? We'll see. Uh, I'm,
1: the Titans' offense is.
0: You is, have to. You really have
1: weird. to. Uh, there's no way that's right. That that is right. That is right. Tight twenty. I like all the guys above him, except maybe Jack Doyle more than than Jonu. So. Maybe I gotta move him up to. We're doing rules. Maybe I gotta move him up to tight end nineteen, but I have him at twenty right now. Oh my! I actually God. like Gronkowski a little bit. I have him at twelve. What? There's a lot of weapons on the team, um, but I he falls in the end zone probably five or six times, I think. So, I'm, yeah, I can see him get five or six touchdowns, but I mean,
0: how many catches and yard? I I just I, I realize you have him at twelve. Like that's not an accomplishment. Yeah, I'm not. saying <laughs> I mean, so, would you
1: rather start Gronk or? Jared Cook.
0: Oh, I mean, Gronk, Gronk has... They're it, both touchdown dependent. I yeah. guess... I mean, I guess I would go... Ah, dude, I guess
1: I would probably go Jared Cook. I, I go Gronk. Gronk's uh, a bigger athlete. He's had a year to recovery. He's not been beaten up last year. He's yeah. back with Tom Brady. He's going to fall in. The end. He's a good red zone target. Jared Cook, to me, is the
0: reason I put him above Gronk. Gronk has has to fight for more targets. There's more weapons in Tampa. Number one. Um, number two, really, he's been off for a year, man. Like, I don't know how much I can trust it. The Bruce Arian system doesn't support tight ends. Like, there's just a couple a couple things that, that shy me away from it. And Jared Cook, I mean, to me, they're both the same player. Yeah. They're both touchdown dependent is what they are. Yeah. You know, they're not going to get a whole lot of yards. They're not going to get a whole lot of targets to me. That but a, the only difference is Gronk's one of the greatest tight ends ever. But not now. He was
1: He had a down couple he's years. He's a game, shell
0: right? of what he used to be. Okay, well what do you what do you got? What are your All right, so <clears> Tight enders. So my tight enders here. I got old uh old George George Kittle at number one instead Georgia of Travis the Kelsey. Yep, George's George's. Uh, so you got
1: Kittle over Kelsey.
0: I do. Um okay. he's a little more relied on in the, in his offense. And I think that's the reason why, really. Um, then Kelsey at two. Mark Andrews at three. No surprise. I actually have Evan Ingram at four here.
1: That's a bit of a surprise.
0: So, um... This guy
1: gets hyped up every year and can never <laughs> finish the year.
0: That's true. This is, is on the... Is this the year? This, this might be the year. If he stays healthy, I think that he he goes hamburglers on everybody this oh, year. Oh, yeah? Yep. Um... He, he, him and Daniel Jones, I feel like can have a great connection, and he could see a lot of targets. He's a great tight end. He's he's
1: yeah he is when he can stay healthy. He's, when he's on he's the field, athlete. he's
0: great. If he stays healthy, I'm projecting 16 games for him. If he stays healthy, he's gonna be a top six tight end for sure. So I I think he he could finish it at number four. Zach Ertz number five, old reliable. You know you know how who I look at Zach Ertz and I think of no Jason Witten oh yeah a more
1: athletic Jason Witten a little
0: bit more athletic Jason Witten yeah I like his wife I like his wife more than I like him but yeah oh oh, dude yeah yeah don't don't tell our wives um
1: right, this is where you get really weird right here Braden unreliable I I, I, I know after five is usually a shot in the dark anyways but then you're throwing some freaking darts here dude here's (laughs) the deal Jonu Smith will be Mark Andrews of last year. You have Jonu at six, Noah Fant at seven, Darren Waller at eight, Tyler Higby, then T.J. Hawkinson. Yes. That is, uh, I think you got all those all wrong. No, dude. You Darren Waller deserves to be in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. No, Darren Waller's right. I, I, I would probably move him at least at six. All
0: right. So the only one that I think I'm probably gonna move down is Noah Fant, just because I'm kind of down on that entire offense I think he has the potential to be a number seven but I'm down on that whole offense after after digging into it a little bit more the the passing offense just it's not great there's not a whole lot of yards to go around in my opinion he might be utilized as a red zone target but um as far as number seven I I think I might move him down I talked myself out of it but as of right now he's number seven so um if you're getting our rankings on on Friday or Saturday or whenever you're needing them, you might not see him there. You might see him down a little bit, and that's why. Darren Waller, he's gonna see targets. I don't know that he sees as many as he does last year, so that's
1: why I have him a little lower. Because you know why they actually have Jason Witten. They had. They do have Jason Witten. And you want to talk about uh, and they also, disrespect. They uh, also spent a first-round pick on a wide receiver. So. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. Uh, Braden's talking about how I'm disrespectful. He disrespected the greatest tight end of all time and put him down at twenty. Pretty disrespectful, Braden. Oh my gosh, get out of here! All right, that was, that's Gronk. <clears throat> by the way, Braden has Gronk at twenty. Gronk is behind Irv Smith Jr.
0: Don't draft Gronk. Don't draft Gronk. All right. Um, and by the way, he's going in the sixth round. There's no way you can yeah, be yeah, behind I'm, that. I'm not drafting Gronk. Okay. Sixth round. Okay. All right. As long as we're both in agreement. I didn't say I was going to own him. I just said you're disrespectful. <laughs>
1: All right. Do you think T.J. Hawkinson has a high high ceiling this year? I think he does, but uh, I've heard that his ankle injury from last year is still bugging him. So I don't know how much that's going to affect him. Um, And they have more target. They have more. You know, they drafted DeAndre Swift. Got more superstars coming in. Yeah, there's only so many targets to go around. Granted, he's probably third. Are you labeling DeAndre Swift as a superstar? No, but he's supposed to be. I mean, that's what everybody else is labeling him as a superstar. I yeah. think it's better than Carry On. Even Carry Ons came out and said, "No, that dude's crazy. I can't keep he's, up with that." Yeah, guy. he. I mean, he's good, but like, superstar. Well, I, I'm just saying, Hawkinson has a high. He's got a ceiling, but I, I'm worried about his injury. I'm worried about him staying healthy. Yeah, um, I don't know.
0: I don't know how what I think about his injury. To be honest with you, he's last year was his rookie year, right? And yeah. so, we really don't have much of a sample size. I I don't want to. I'm I'm hesitant on labeling labeling young guys as injury prone too fast. Yeah. So um, if it's still bothering him and he and they say he's you know almost not ready to go or he's gonna be on limited snaps going into week one, yeah, that that's gonna worry me. Yeah. But uh, we still have a couple weeks. I don't know how much I actually read into it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Just keep an eye on the reports is all I'm saying.
1: Okay.
0: And then you got uh, your
1: big boy, uh, Mike Sticky Gecko at 13. Yeah, I actually want to move him up. Gizeki. Jazeki G- so, Sticky Gecko. He That's actually, when you look at the rankings, he might be at 12. Okay. So you got Hayden Hurst, Blake Jarwin, uh, Gizeki, Dallas Goddard, and Austin Hooper rounded out your top fifteen.
0: Yeah, and I know a lot of people are on the Hayden Hurst train. I'm I'm kind of in the middle on it. I'm not I'm not jumping on the train, just because there are a lot of weapons there to to feed. And I feel like we he, you're really looking at him as being a fourth option, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, that and I realized that he was a first round pick. Yada yada yada. He's got the pedigree, the talent, whatever. He still get he's the fourth option on the team. Your Todd Gurley is a hundred percent going to be the third option on the team.
1: Yeah, uh, but even Atlanta showed last year that they like to they like to throw the tight end. That's what they did last year. That's how Austin Hooper got paid because he had a, he showed up last year. Atlanta likes to use the tight end.
0: I mean, they they
1: okay. You say Atlanta likes to use the tight
0: end before Austin Hooper, who was besides. Gonzalez, like in between that gap, who who really was useful? Well, at tight I end?
1: mean, Austin Hooper's been useful there for the last couple of years. Austin Hooper's been there for a little bit, and he he had his uh, career year last year. Um, I'm not saying, oh my God, he's going to be a top five tight end in Atlanta or yeah. anybody is, but he's going to be a usable tight end. I I do think for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's why I have him. That's why I have him at eleven.
0: You know, I'm not going too crazy with it. Yeah. I know I know a lot of people have him inside the top six. You have him as a tight end one. Yeah. So, um Blake Jarwin at number twelve, I think that he could have sneaky upside with the Cowboys offense. And yes, he's probably
1: gonna be four or one thousand yard receivers. <laughs> Book it right now. I
0: mean, they threw for five thousand yards last year almost, so um I I realize Blake Jarwin will probably be the fourth He'll probably be the fourth option on pass catcher on the team. He's gonna be fighting with Zeke for targets as a fourth. He might be the fifth. He he might be the fifth. Um but they they do have a lot more or a lot more they have a lot of passing volume there. So um, Sticky Gecko has the talent. Do you trust Miami's offense?
1: Uh I don't know, but I, I feel like I might trust him more than some of the other people on the team. Like Devontae Parker. Okay. But I th- I feel like is safe whether it's Fitzpatrick or Tua. Parker might change a little bit. I naturally said sticky gecko. Yeah. This
0: is what you've done. All right. Dallas Goddard, number fourteen. Um I I feel like that's wrong. In my like I just feel like that's wrong. Just because he finished you've mentioned it a couple of times, yeah, he finished as a top ten tight end. So I, and I feel like he could get just the same amount of targets, if not more. This year, so yeah,
1: I, I have him at fifteen on my rankings, which is I'm probably gonna ch- change that as well.
0: I just don't know. I the other guys have more upside to me,
1: and I guess that's why I have him at f- at fourteen. And then you round it out with Austin Hooper at fifteen, uh, going to Cleveland. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of superstars on this team. Let's say that one, uh, Odell, Jarvis Landry, and mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that's exactly why I have him Hooper. at fifteen. So. We'll kind of see how that plays out. I do want to give, and I know I do want to
0: give an honorable mention, my number 16, Will Disley. All right. Big Montana. Everybody's forgot about him. He's kind of fallen off everybody's radars, draft boards, because of his injury, right? Well, guess what? This man might be ready for week one. And I realize they have Greg Olson, but he is better than Greg Olson is right now. He is, but that doesn't necessarily mean he plays over Greg Olson. I think he does. I think if he's healthy, he does. (laughs) So will see. I, I if, think they split it. You if don't... you're if you're into drafting a late round tight end, um, or in okay a secondary late round tight end, so you're gonna have two tight ends on your team. Yeah, I would take a shot on take my on second tight end. Take a shot on Will Disley because he could end up being a tight end one, and you might be able to start him in the flex or trade him
1: to somebody who needs him about week four. Trade him to Brayden. Braden will take him off your hands. That's how that'll go. Yeah, if he if he has a good, good couple so weeks. So this has been our wide receiver tight end ranking. Kind of go down the list. Tell you a little bit about each guy, why we have him ranked there. This has been episode 11 of the Fantasy Football Bandwagon Podcast. Thanks for jumping on. Go follow us on social medias at FF FFBandwagon. Uh, we're going to post these rankings. Send us any questions you got. It's draft time. Drafts are here. Draft if, day! If, yeah, if you have questions, do I take Hayden Hurst or Blake Darwin? Uh... We'll answer it for you. Me and Braden may have different answers, but we'll answer it for you. <laughs> we will 100% answer it for you. So let us know, and uh, good luck drafting. Let us know how your drafts went. Send us pictures of your drafts. Please do. Tag us cool. in
0: Twitter posts about your draft and draft Jonu Smith. Not as high
1: as Brayden has him ranked. up.
0: Bye.